Well, good morning. As I said, my name is Paul. We are glad that you're here this morning. If you are a guest with us this morning, we are very pleased that you are with us. You will be getting a, a connection, uh, we'll call it a packet here in a minute. It'll just kind of give you a little information about us, answer some questions you may have. It also has a connection card, which will ask just for a little information from you. If you feel the, the desire to fill that out, we would love to have it. Uh, let's get started, shall we? We are in our second week of our Better Together series, a series on friendship and uh, how we really, truly are better with one another. Now, as all of you know, unless you are a guest, I am a sports guy. I make uh, no secret about that. I, love, I will watch anything. Like, I will stay up at 3 a.m. during the Olympics to watch curling because that is important. Um, but I, I love sports. Now, in sports, there's this phenomenon that it takes place, and, and it's seen across various sports where you have two completely, totally unmatched teams where one is just athletically gifted and talented and top of the league and the other is not, right? They're, they're, they're professional athletes, so they're still athletic, but they're, they, it just should not be a good matchup. But for whatever reason in that matchup, the team that is far superior athletically and should be the better team and should blow out the other team plays down to the level of competition that they have that game. You see this a lot, uh, at least when I think of it, I think of it in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs, right? Greg Popovich can put out any lineup, some of the most um, non-named players out there, and compete with some of the greatest teams in the league. And why does that happen? Why, why does a team that should be dominant, why is a team that, that should win without an issue, why do they play to the level of the inferior team. Most often it happens because of a lack of mental toughness on the, port of the, on the part of the more talented team. They either go into the matchup thinking that they can't be beaten or that this will be an easy win for them, or they get sucked into playing a different style of game than what best suits them. So how does that relate to this morning? How does that relate to what we're talking about? Something like this happens to us too often in our daily lives where because of our surroundings, we play down or behave to a different level than what God would expect from us and oftentimes what we would expect from ourselves. We must be able to stay true to the person we want to be when we may not have another choice. Here's the thing. We are better together when we surround ourselves with others who encourage growth. We're going to be in Proverbs 12, 26. That's where we're going to base out of today. And this is what that verse says to us. It says, One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So when we think about relationships and we seek out friendships, the first thing that we have to do, that we need to do, is seek out the righteous. Now, I've had a few friendships in my life, and you, if you're being honest and think about it, probably have two where I was the only one that was really putting stuff into that friendship. And it led me to a place, kind of a dark place, where I felt taken advantage of, and those relationships are draining and they're painful, and oftentimes lead you to being a person that you're not proud of being. Booker T. Washington, not Booker T. the wrestler, for those of you who may confuse that, Booker T. Washington famous orator and educator from way back in the day, has a quote that I love very much. And he tells us 
to associate yourself with people of good quality, for it's better to be alone than in bad company. Denzel Washington, I'm breaking out all the stops today. Denzel Washington, I don't know if you guys have heard him ever speak <laughs> lately, but that guy just drops wisdom bombs all day long. One of the things he said recently that I found was, show me a successful individual and I'll show you someone who had a real positive influence in his or her life. Here's the thing. I think it is important. I think it is vital that we find people to be in relationship with who are better than us. I think it's important that we find people to be in relationships with that we look up to, that have a quality that we don't have, that we can say, I see that. I not envy that, but I want to emulate that. And we look at those people and say, teach me, right? Dive in with both feet and, and, and really start to gain good qualities from others. That's one of the reasons that God calls us to be in fellowship with one another is that we are supposed to strengthen one another and teach one another and grow one another. And if we are only around people who take from us and take from us and take from us, we don't ever have that good opportunity to grow, to expand our horizons, and to become a stronger person. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-10 through 10 says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Now, we all will fill the role at some point in our life that I'm talking about of we will be the friend that... that the other friend wants to emulate, right? They see a good quality in us and they say, well, Paul is really hardworking or compassionate or patient or he does this or that well and, and I want to be better at that. So, so I'm going to strive to be in that relationship and to learn and grow and that's a good thing. We need to be that for people. But that's not what life and relationship can be for us always. It goes back to that balancing act, that us being better together is a reciprocal relationship. And in order for us to be able to be that for somebody, we have to be able to build a firm foundation. And this is what I mean by this. One of the weaknesses that I've had in my life, and embarrassingly so for me to admit this, is that I oftentimes play down to the level of competition that I'm with, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I'm or at least in the past, have been one way at home and one way at work and one way among friends and one way among church. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in so that we understand that it's human, right? Because we all have a human desire to be accepted by the people that we're with. And so we do change and we do adapt and that's not an awful thing because you can't be like super awesome businessmen 24-7, you know, your, your life is not a, a business deal and, and you, you can't like always be the goofy, funny, ha-ha-ha guy because not everything's funny all the time. And so it's good to be able to have those different aspects of our personality and, and to be able to fit in in different areas of life, but not if we lose our Christian. Right? Not if we lose our Christian. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
The reason I speak to building a firm foundation is twofold. First, I don't think it's ideal for us as Christians to just turn our back on, on people anytime uh, something goes south in a relationship, right? Like, it's not okay for us to just turn away from people and say, well, because this bad thing happened, I'm done with you. That's not Christ-like. And we will find ourselves oftentimes in life where God gets a hold of us and he changes something within us and points us towards a new direction. And maybe the friendship group that we had or we were in doesn't have that same mindset. It's not okay for us to just completely say, I'm done with you now. Because what God did was build others up around him. And what Jesus did was tell his friends and his disciples and the people he came across to go and sin no more. And he was that positive influence in their life. And if we are to be that righteous guide to our neighbor, if we're to help people walk right in steps and and to go in a positive direction and and to be godly, then we have to have a foundation firmly set in God that says, when I find myself in a situation where I can be less than what God would want me to be, I'm not going to be because my feet are firmly cemented in him. And that should be our goal, to be a consistent, godly presence in every aspect of our life. I think that that's what God wants from us. We have to be able to stay true to who God is, calling us to be around people who may not have that same outlook and who may not have that same desire. And the second reason that I talk about building a firm foundation is because we cannot build disciples of all nations and of all people if we prevent ourselves from going around people of all nations and in different aspects of their life. Does that make sense? Like if we're just completely in avoidance maneuver where we are living our Christian life and because we're living our Christian life, we're completely separating ourselves from everything non-Christian. How are we supposed to reach people who don't think like we do? How are we supposed to be a positive influence when we have a wall between us. I just don't think that we can. And so we look at things, and, and oftentimes, like, I think Christians can take things too far, right? Where we're going we're gonna, to, like, separate our children from school, and we're going we're gonna to shop at different places and use different providers and, and, and all these things because that's Christian, and they have the fish by their name, and that's a good thing. And like, I'm not chastising you for that. I'm not saying it's bad to use Christian business, but I'm just saying that we cannot live in a world where we are some type of exclusive membership. Where if we're supposed to make others better and we're supposed to be made better, we have to be able to be in relationship with all types of people. That God wants that from us. And we can best do this by by understanding that we are in this together. We are in this together. Romans 3, 10 through 12 says, None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. See, left to our own devices, this is where we all find ourselves. We all fit in this category. The difference between a righteous person and a non-righteous person in my humble opinion, is the love of Jesus. Somebody who finds himself to be righteous is somebody who, in my opinion, has been touched by God. That's the difference. It's not that they're better. It's not that they are more intelligent. It's not that 
you know, they, they just naturally are more gifted. It's just that they have a different experience and that different experience happens to be with God. It's good. It's good to not let people walk all over us. Okay, I'm not advocating for that either. It's good to not let people walk all over us. It's good to be intelligent about relationships and it's good to guard our hearts from evil. But we can still give of our heart and we can still love others while doing that. And if we are to be better together, then we are to be better together with one another. Seeking out the positive, seeking to be better, and seeking to be a positive, better influence for others. It's bad to look at people as unmalleable. Right? Why it's good to protect our hearts, it's bad to look at people and say, well, that person is stuck there. They won't change. They are where they are. And that's just all it's ever going to be. And I struggle with that. I've been honest about that in the past. I struggle with that. To much of my life, I've had like a three-strike system. Right? It's like the first time, I'll forgive. And the second time, I'm a little more weary, but I forgive. But if, you sh- if you've crossed me a third time, I- I- you strike out in my book. Like, I, I, I have to fight to not be done with you. And I'm so glad that God is not that way. Because I'm on, like, strike 4,773,332. And so, it's a bad deal. And yet, each time God forgives when we ask for forgiveness... And if we're supposed to emulate that love, we're supposed to emulate that relationship, then we have to find it in our hearts to be able to forgive others. We must always hope. We must always forgive. We must always pray. Because you never know when a person can come and meet Jesus and have that experience completely change their direction. I mean, I personally was headed straight for hell until I wasn't. You know what I mean? I personally was headed straight for hell until I wasn't. And literally, in a matter of a day, Jesus met with me, he got a hold of me, and my life's direction completely changed. And that can happen for anyone at any point. And I know that because I'm living proof of that. And so it's real easy to look at somebody who continuously wrongs you or continuously disappoints you and say, that's all they're ever going to be. But we must remember that we are in this together and that at some point we all started there. At some point we all came up short. At some point we couldn't get over the wall until Jesus came and gave us a boost and was like, let me help you up there. It's our job to to sit at the top of that wall and to continually pull people over. And we can't do that if we look at people as bad. We can't do that if we look at people as evil. We also can't do that if we claim to be something and then don't meet those level of expectations. So we must have a foundation firmly in God. And we must understand that we are in this every day together. And we must seek out the righteous among us and and look to emulate and look to be like them. 
Because at the end of the day, that's what our relationship is with Jesus. It's seeking to be like Jesus. It's being little Christians. It's being righteous. It's following the footpaths of God. And God has something specific for each one of us, and God can use us specifically to reach individuals that maybe another couldn't, and so we should never, ever have our light switch turned off. Never, ever should our doors be closed. Never, ever should we say, we're not open for business right now. Because just like God may have used somebody else to reach you, he can use you to reach somebody else. And we need to be that. You can still be loving while protecting your heart. You can be a righteous influence for someone else, just like someone else can be a righteous influence for you. We truly are better together. And if you're one of those people who struggles at times, like I said, to, to stay solidly on the path that God would have you walk, Find somebody who's been through it before and go through it together. Because two are better than one. Because where one man falls, the other man can help him back up on his feet again. And really, at the end of the day, that's what we all need to be doing for one another. And that's why God didn't call us to walk through anything alone. Let's pray. God, we come to you right now. We thank you for this message. We thank you for this word that you have given, God, because you tell us in your scripture that we are better together. We see it all throughout. You tell us that, that we should seek out the righteous to help guide us, to help lead our steps. God, because wickedness will lead us astray. And, and God, I pray that you allow us to be those positive influence in the lives of others, that when wickedness does come into our life, that you allow us to see that, address it, and move on from it. God, we are better together because that is the way that you made us. You made us to be in relationship with one another. You made us to strengthen one another. And just like last week, how we talked about we strengthen each other through conversation and shaping and molding thoughts and beliefs. God, we, sh we shape each other through example. We shape each other by seeing and doing. And so, Lord, there's, there's positive people with great qualities all around us. Lord, give us the heart to seek out those people, to seek out those qualities, to not be too proud, to not try to leave our lives up to all of our own devices, but to lean on you and to lean on others. Help us as Crosspoint to be a positive influence in our community, to have open doors and open arms for people so that they know that when they come here, this is a place of love, a place of acceptance, and a place where we can grow. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. If you guys need to talk to me for any reason, I will be right over there. You need to pray. Whatever it is, I want to speak with you before you leave this place. If you have any questions for me about anything, again, I am an open book and I'm ready to listen. If not, just reflect on, on what God wants from you today and let's worship together and focus on the one who built us to be together. Mm -hmm.